We ain't got no theme song yet. So y'all be alright. Enjoy the show. What's up, world? You are now listening to the Power Post Game Report. And no, 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 we did not make a mistake and upload the same episode twice. We are here to talk about episode, ooh, nope, episode one of book four, Force. That's right. New series, same co-host, your boy Triple D. And with me, as always, is... Carlos D. Double dipping on y'all. Exactly. And we're here with the good stuff. Our favorite psychopath, <laughs> Tommy. Finally, his spinoff show has, has finally debuted, and we gonna talk about it. Um, sir, what would, you, what would, you know, you guys should be coming to us right after the the episode of uh, Book Two of Ghost. But if you're not, you know, welcome. We usually go through and uh, talk about each episode of Power, whichever series is on at the moment. And um, <clears throat> we nitpick, we deep dive. We talk about nuance and things that we caught on or maybe missed. Um, welcome. You know who we are now. And this is what we do. Uh, sir, what was your first what was what was your expectations going into this before we get into what actually happened with this show? I mean, I don't know. I, I think this is probably of all the spinoffs, the one that people were waiting for the most. Tommy was definitely one of the most beloved characters in the original series. So, and it's been two years, two years since the finale. The, I think the finale of uh, the original series was February 9th. And we did see Ghost, not Ghost. We saw Tommy a little bit in book two. Uh, but I think this is one that people have been waiting for the longest. They really, Tommy was always a fan favorite. Really been looking forward to it. So we finally got it. Um, as to what to expect, I would expect just from what we know of Tommy, a lot of killing, uh, a lot of sex, uh, a lot of Tommy not always making the smart move, uh, but the move that he thinks is his best interest, I guess. Um, so th that's what I'm expecting. But if nothing else, I'm expecting a lot of people to get shot and the murder rate to rise in the fictional Chicago, uh, as we learned, is his new home. What, what were you? What were you? You're like, what do you? What were you expecting from the show before we even get into it? Pretty much the same thing: violence, um, some sex sprinkled around, some laughs. Because, you know, you can't have Tommy without some wisecracking one-liners and all that good stuff. Uh, and a lot of bad decisions, but also hopefully not too many bad decisions. I wanted I want to see the, the I wanted to see the character grow um, after, you know, six seasons in the flagship show. There was a little bit of growth in him and his it showed, you know, especially when he kind of ventured out on his own with his own crew. Um, we got the 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 smarter side of Tommy the the tactician the move maker as opposed to hothead shoot him up uh violence first you know politics later Tommy um and yeah we you know we we going we're going to see where we go from here uh what did you think about the opening song I I didn't like it you didn't like it and I think I think the music it was so especially with the first series was so much a part of why people liked it because they really got into the theme song probably one of the best theme songs in the history of music but this one I don't it just wasn't vibing with me right it didn't have like and maybe you got you know a lot of times with music you got to listen to it a couple of times before like it's rare that a song will just catch you off the first listen and you just kind of mm -hmm. really get into it um, but I, I I didn't really feel a, a much of a connection to it I, I think 50 was trying to hit hit magic again like he did with the first power theme song uh but he didn't pull it off this time did, did you like the song um the song of course you like thongs <laughs> as a song yeah i don't think it fits the show um and you know only one episode in not to say that it 
a Tommy theme song should be like super up tempo and fast or anything like that. But I feel like for for the character we're dealing with, it should it should have been harder. Yeah. Uh, this beat, main, I mainly like the beat. Um, you know, the actual song didn't it wasn't horrible. This probably should have been for influence. Maybe I, I think that's a part. You, I think you really hit the nail on the head. I think with a character as aggressive as Tommy is, you weren't really like an aggressive song. And I don't think I think the song maybe just wasn't to the level you would expect from a character. And if yeah. you want to tie the song to the show, they didn't do a good job with this one. No, no. Um, but it is what it is. So let's get to it. Um, now, for those of you who are new, like we said, we usually go scene by scene. But because this is the pilot and it's more so about world building, uh, we're going to go over big moments and uh, characters that we're going to be dealing with as far as um, this particular series is going to go. And uh, we'll finish it off with where we think things are going to go and uh, this story that's going to be told. Um, so, of course, you, you can't have the show without the main character, our favorite unhinged murderer, uh, drug dealer, all around bad boy, Tommy on the road doing his thing, making friends <laughs> immediately. Um, and we also get I mean, well, it, it kind of if you've never seen the show before, this would probably be if you've never seen the flagship uh, show or Power Book 2, because the reality is there's going to be people who are joining the power universe from this particular show um, or series, I should say, which is interesting. Um, I would really like to hear, you know, people's takes on who've never, who have no idea who Tommy is. Uh, this is you kind of getting to know what he's about. And this is also to remind the fans who haven't seen him in, in about two years uh, that, yeah, Tommy is still crazy and he's still the, the wildest guy in the room. Um, what did you think about our, our reintroduction to him? One thing I did enjoy about this was they, they kept on flashbacks because even when he was like, I, I don't think he was supposed to go to Chicago. Initially, he was supposed to be on his way to L.A. to meet up with this Rodolfo guy who's constantly blowing up his phone throughout the episode. Um, and if you remember, he was somebody who was introduced in one of the last couple of episodes as a new connect possibly for somebody to work with. Um, but I love how they kept doing the flashbacks, how they kept uh, showing all the things that kind of led up to his decision to leave New York. Uh, they showed um, him ghost dying in his arms. They showed his promise to uh, Lakeisha that he couldn't upheld because he promised to always protect her. They showed even going back to Holly, who was yeah. a, a person everybody hated, but how all these things kind of affected him. Um, and it, and it kind of really was getting into his mind that he almost wrecked his car because he was so consumed with all the flashbacks of all the bad things that kind of led up to this thing and I think this was important for for the character because we we look at Tommy we see a psychopath or a sociopath but this kind of showed that he does have feelings and, and he does deal with a lot of grief and a lot of even though he probably wouldn't admit it probably PTSD yeah. with all the loss and all the all the bad things that kind of happened in his life um, so I'm glad they don't ignore that and they don't just make Tommy like this wisecracking psychopath um, that they do sometimes give us moments that he's a real human being you know for as much as a fictional character can be a real human being you know what i mean right so i i appreciate that in this episode they did it quite a few times throughout this episode now i don't want to see it constantly um yeah but I, yeah. but i think for the pilot i think it, it it was a very effective tool indeed indeed uh we are also introduced to diamond um which they it was one of those things that can be a bit of a bother for me is um i feel like you 
when you're introducing brand new characters in their first scene, you kind of need to have their name repeated. Repeated. You need their name repeated. Because mm-hmm. I was like, who, who is this guy again? I feel like they said his name once. And then I was like, I had, I almost had to look it up. Uh, but he's getting ready to get out of jail. Um, he's a barber of sorts. And um, you see that he's actually held in pretty high regard because he's clearly been in there for a while. We find out later he's been in there for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't know much about him in that moment. What was your what was your your initial uh, impression when we were introduced to Diamond? I, I could tell that he was like somebody had been through some stuff, but I couldn't figure out like what where they would go as far as his full story. Um, but for my first impression, I think he was going to be like a cool cat, kind of like a kind of calculating kind of guy. Um, but one who is not to be messed with, if that makes sense. Like, I think they know, and and they'll probably showcase it later when he kind of gets back into the free world that he is a reason why he's getting the respect that he's getting in jail is because he is, a, you know, somebody who's a prominent figure in the underworld. Um, and, and I was also curious to see what they're going to do with him long term, because it seems like he is, is not trying to go back to jail. Like he, he comes out and he still deals with his brother who's still involved with street life, but he's trying to take a, a different approach. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if they go, if the show is going to let him do that. Or is it going to be one of these situations where a guy wants to be good, but they keep pulling him back in. They keep forcing him to not be good. Right. And so while this is happening, um, and we might as well speak on it. Um, th- this man, like, like you said, he, he seems very well revered, but like a bit enlightened. Um, left his jays. <laughs> he just came <laughs> to the guard. Yeah, yeah, he just came to the guard. Walked so out in the socks. Out <laughs> yeah, I had to that look. Wet I, cold ground. Man, I had to look twice. I was like, did they let him keep the little you know jail slip ons? But nah, they. My man was fully decked out from head to foot because <laughs> he left the jays. Which I was like, that's that's a bit much. But uh, okay, uh, he's picked up by his brother. Uh, what is it? What was it? Gennard? I, honestly, I don't remember. All I remember about the guy, he had horrible cauliflower ear. Like one of his ears is really, and I, I don't know if, I was wondering if he was like a former wrestler or something like, is, should I know who this guy is? Maybe he is just getting into active and he used to have a career or something else. Cause he has really bad wrestler's ear and I probably shouldn't be focused on such a thing, but I mean, that's, what, that's the only thing I can remember about him. I do not remember his name. Observation. Yeah. Observation. That's all. Uh, but uh, his brother comes to pick him up. They ride off home fresh out uh so meanwhile tommy is making even more friends he's stopped in the bar he already had his uh his run-in with um the parking attendant of the street <laughs> that was a funny scene but like, that's the levity you get in the show yeah <laughs> the dude basically tries to force tommy to pay the park on a random street and then pulls a baby knife on him and of course tommy uh smacks him up smacks him. never wanted to back down from any kind of challenges we see Ever. throughout the course of this entire episode uh, even when he doesn't even know any of the parties, the players, how dangerous they might be. Yeah. This man does not give a damn. If you challenge him, he's going to, um, he, he's going to challenge you back. Uh, you might as well go right on into it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we meet Tommy, um, and real quick, we kind of interest to a new character. I'm assuming it's going to be around a while is the bartender at the bar. Uh, yeah. he goes in an immediate connection. And I'm always like, you know, this never really this maybe that's not real. In my yeah, life, it's not real to me. Where you get this <laughs> ultimate connection with somebody right off the break, they flirty, they they basically if the bar was if they probably would have stopped banging right there on the table, right? Um, and, and, and on TV, this happens a lot, and I'm sure it happens to people in real life too. I'm just saying, me, 
maybe one time in my entire life something like this happened where I just had like this ultimate connection was right into it. Um, but it's not a real thing. But he does it, and he's flirty. He's his charming self, um, and 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 she likes him appear apparently just as much as he appears to like her. Uh, so he is just hanging around this bar all day apparently because it was eleven o'clock when he went to the bar, and then the big uh, introduction of some new characters who are going to be prominent players in the series happens later that night when Tommy's outside smoking a cigarette a random car pulls up and they basically tell him he can't park here <laughs> and he even makes a quip like what is up with all this parking in Chicago because this is the yeah. second time in that day where somebody's been challenging him about parking uh, and I was like I don't even understand why they challenge him because <laughs> when they <laughs> so he gets into it the guy threatens him Tommy's about to fight two guys that he doesn't even know uh, luckily a older gentleman um, who is probably a little bit more experienced in the game, de-escalates the situation and it doesn't come into any physical blows. Um, even though we learn later that Tommy doesn't just let it go. And they ask him to move the car. Uh, and after the nice guy asked him to do it, he does it. But then they show the next scene and the cars are literally right in front of each other. So I was like, why did he have to move his car? Why couldn't the other car just park behind it or park in front of it? Uh, but I'm assuming it's just a respect thing. These people right. are, uh, we learned that they are... Um, they don't really say what kind of. I'm assuming it's like the mob or something, but they don't. Right. They, they appear to be like Irish or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, Speaking of Irish, you gotta yeah. love the the fact that they think he's from Boston. <laughs> You're right. This this one had a lot of funny moments when he said "fuck." He was like "fuck Larry Bird" and "fuck Tom Brady." He was like, <laughs> and I don't even know why he thought he was from Boston because his plates clearly say New York. He does right. not talk with a Boston accent, but this dude was just like "fuck Boston" and uh. It was a funny scene. Um, it was, it was a, yeah. It was a, it was a good levity way to introduce some new characters. Uh, do you have any comments about these three new characters that we were introduced to? And I don't remember any of their names. I got their names. For okay. You. That's what um, that's that was next on the agenda. Uh, I, I believe they are Irish mob. They are part of the Walter. Excuse me, the Flynn family. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Flynn. The head, the head of the family, Walter Flynn. Uh, we're that scene gives way to us being introduced to Claudia, the ambitious daughter who wants to do more than run the books. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene before had Victor, who was uh, the muscle, the street guy. That's the one who um, he... called him "fuck Boston," right? Or was no, no, no. That was uh, that was the the crony. That okay. was Simon. So Victor's uh, the older was... guy. Or was he? I don't think they ever named. No, Victor's the the, the, the guy with. Yeah, he's okay. the son. Okay. I don't think they named the 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 older guy who was like you know a bit more calm about things. Uh, the other dude, the bag man, Simon. He was the the hothead okay. that uh, gets roughed up. Pretty bad. Tommy uh, yeah. So the brother is the muscle and essentially the guy on the, you know, on the street. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, we get introduced to this, 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 I'm, I'm going to just go out and limit, call them Irish mob. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we get their motives. Uh, Claudia is, Claudia is essentially Kane watching Victor, Drew, uh, be where he wants to be, except for Claudia is not allowed to get her hands dirty. Because she's a Diana, because she's a woman. Well, Diana yeah. doesn't want to be involved, but in this right. case, she fully wants to be involved, but her father, basically being a sexist, says, the things your brother can do, you can't do. And he, and he tells her flat out, you can't fight. <laughs> and that's all he thinks the street the streets are, is, I guess, being the toughest or the strongest or wanting to beat somebody up. Uh, and we learn throughout the course of all the power universes that being the biggest or the toughest or the strongest does not necessarily mean you're the best when it comes to being involved in the street life. Sometimes exactly. being the smartest gets you way further than just being, you know, the the biggest or toughest. So, I, I, his his daughter definitely wants to be more involved, and he's really just not letting her be involved in the way that she would like to be. 
she's a woman so she can't ever be a part of this life outside of just you know bookkeeping so so we get our first taste of some good old-fashioned tommy violence uh runs up on old boy in the in the alleyway and um just violates him mm-hmm. just beats the crap out of him uh breaks his wrist <laughs> like you don't have to do this I'm like i think i do yeah. which is you know and in, for those of you who are new to the series, Tommy loves going that extra unnecessary route. Mm-hmm. He probably could have just knocked dude out, but nah. He, you know, had to leave him with a souvenir. And then the pettiness of it all. Yeah. Like, the the, the issue was a dead issue. Like, but he was so, and that shows, the, like, the craziness of, of Tommy. He was so insulted by them, I guess, being rude to him that he couldn't just let it go. Even though the other guy had basically told him, look, you don't know who these people are. You don't want to involve yourself in, in situations that you don't know nothing about, but Tommy couldn't let it go. And he not only roughs up this guy, he goes out of his way to steal his phone just so he can try to get revenge on the other loudmouth and track him down later that night. So this gives way to another staple of power, some sex. Oh, yeah. And um, I think this was one of those aha moments where I was like, oh, yeah, the the series we've just been dealing with isn't going to have this level because it's just kind of inappropriate. The only person that would really have sex would be like Sax. And um, I'm pretty sure they'll toss a McLean one in there for the ladies next season. Um, But the rest of these, the rest of the main characters are like college age. Mm -hmm. And while, you know, that's. Yeah. And I just can't see Tariq. Uh, I know he had grown up in an adult. Right. He he always gonna be kind of a kid to me. And him in a sex scene is kind of more disgusting than, than titillating or, or something that you, not that I want to see any of these people really have sex, because you know at this point I'm not getting excited about some sex scene or some basic cable softcore. You know, it's basically softcore porn. But it was such a staple of the original power that I'm glad they can finally bring it back in this particular one. Yeah, and that's what we get. But we're not done because from there we get a little party, we get a little club scene where we find out that Claudia isn't just the you know the straight laced numbers girl. She's a party girl, too. So when she get off the clock, she she do her thing. And boy, does she do her thing. Sniffing stuff. Taking Brizzles back to the room and just knocking them down. Mm-hmm. I was like, OK, yeah, this I forgot. This is this is a, the power for adults. Right. We definitely saw some, you know, compared to book two. And you didn't watch on book three, but book three is also about like teenagers. So mm-hmm. they don't, they, but they do have some they have um, they do have some more graphic sex scenes in book two. Um I'm sorry, book three. But like I said, from the shows we watch, book two, where there's not a lot of that type of stuff, uh, this was a big drastic change. It was more in line with the original power. And, you know, I, I can't say, I wasn't, I'm wasn't. i not going to complain. I'm not going to complain about seeing attractive women be naked. I'm not going to complain about the sex scenes, even though they don't really do nothing for me long term. Uh, but it's, it's still good to see this call back to a show that we used to really watch. And it was a big staple. Because those yeah. sex scenes in the original power were is, is, crazy. Yeah, and they were as much as a part of the show as the violence or the drug and all that other stuff. So um, I'm not going to complain about them being back. Yeah. So the, this wasn't just a sex scene for sex scene's sake. We actually find out that whatever they're sniffing is a new kind of drug. Hasn't been named yet, but it's clearly going to be um, a point in the, the developing story. It seemed kind of like a, um, a new ecstasy from the way she right. acted when she tried it. And I think this may be, it's going like, like you said, set up a long-term plot where uh, she she admonishes her brother for getting involved with cocaine because they consider it a dirty drug. Uh, but this party kind of drug 
normally people who are against harder drugs like cocaine and heroin, they'll be more willing to dibble and dabble in that. And I think she's going to at some point bring this to her father as a new business opportunity or venture or help her get more connected to the street. Or she may just kind of branch out on her own. And you, you never know. Like I said, we, we are just getting to know these characters. We do know, if nothing else, she's very ambitious. How far that ambition takes her. Uh, I think she said her name is Claudia. We, we have to find out over the course of the series. Indeed. So meanwhile, we get her brother also trying to be ambitious and set up, you know, new ventures uh, for his family's business. Uh, finds out that his boy Simon isn't coming. And uh, we get Tommy being the multitasker that he is. Um, unfortunately, he can't hang out after after some sexing because mm-hmm. the meat has been moved up. On, and he sees that from the phone that he stole. And uh, runs up on Victor and muscles his way into the meeting with what he believes is going to be the connect. Yeah. And when I tell you this was like, okay, I'm ready to get back into, like, don't get me wrong, I love, I love Ghost. Um, but I'm ready to get back into this level of power where it's these these high tension situations can also be funny mm-hmm. uh, because he like I said he he sneaks his way in he's thinking that it's only going to be one person he finds a random black dude who not necessarily is random uh, we've it took a little you know looking but uh, Gennard okay, uh, Diamond's brother okay. is part of the meeting and two random crackheads or meth heads uh, what did you think about that scene and how it how it's handled and just how wild it was. Uh, yeah, from the start, it's just it doesn't make any sense. Like Tommy, track like what? What was Tommy's plan in all this? Like he didn't know who was in there. He didn't know what. The, like it's just so crazy that he would put himself in these ridiculous situations, and they all of course they always work out for him. But like what in real life, nobody would do this. Like who goes into a random meeting where they don't know any of the de- circumstances, any of the details? They walk in with one gun, and don't know what to expect, and they just do it. Like, I feel like Tommy is still, is still into this. Is, even though he got smarter when he started running his own team, he still is a very just impulsive kind of guy. And, then like, he just goes with it. And then whatever's going to happen is going to happen. If, if it is up good, it's good. If it is up bad, so be it. And I think that's just kind of like his his mindset. Um, so it was crazy. He goes in. Of course, he is the hero of the day. Uh, he takes down both of the drugs, the, whatever they were. They were on some type of drugs. Like you said, crack, meth, whatever they were takes them both out, and then not only takes them out, is so bold that he robs Victor <laughs> and robs the new black guy, and not only robs him, makes, no, makes him pay him. Victor pay him for saving them for a situation he shouldn't have been involved in to begin with, but he made it seem like he was their hero, and they treated him as such, though. That's the crazy part about it. Um, in the later scene, when Diamond is talking to his brother, he says the guy saves him, uh, even though he probably would have had nothing to save him from if he wasn't there to mess it up to begin with. Um, but it's just so crazy. Um, I, I like this impulsive Tommy. And like I said, I love the wise cracks. I love um, the level of violence that he brings to the show. Um, it's it's going to be a wild ride. If nothing else, having on the show's last, it's going to be a wild ride. What you, would you think of this, uh, that whole entire scenario, though? Hilarious. Um, classic power. Um, you could swap any of those. Or you could either add in 2-Bit and, uh, and Spank in in this in this scene and it was like good old power um you know the fact that all this is going on and tommy makes the connection that like oh this is you guys' first deal and like at first i thought he was talking to to just the meth heads or what you know the hype heads or whatever they were but it felt like he was saying it to everyone in the room uh because victor comes up he comes to the meeting light 
he don't have all the money he's supposed to have. Um, and Gennard's gun jams. Right. And Tommy's just like, I'm literally amateur hour. Exactly. Like, I, think that was like, I think you're right. He's he looking at them like they all were just a bunch of amateurs. And maybe that's why he wasn't so nervous about just going in and take whatever he took from them. Because he was like, if these fools can't handle a simple drug deal, uh, and, and they all look like amateurs, he gonna, he gonna have a cakewalk in, in Chicago. He gonna be able to take over the whole city. So we, we actually find out in this that not only is somebody by the name of, I think, the, some dude named with a Z, I think it's like Zamost or something like that. Yeah, that was the uh, Yardies, he, they said. Yeah, he put, he placed them there. Um, But also, there's clearly a, there's clearly a beef between this, this the, 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 the Flynn family and uh, CBI, which we find out later, CBI stands for uh, Chicago Brothers Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Um. So I guess that's the organization that uh, Diamond and Gennard are are at, at the top of. Yeah, uh, but like you said, uh, Tommy is still he's still bold and reckless to a fault. Um, like it, he was he was extremely confident in that situation. They both like he gave dude his gun back um, and he still turned his back on both yeah, of them and, and took everything. Yeah. Like was not, like he had no respect for these guys as far as any threat to him. Because you know he he took he he punked the dude to begin with when he when he uh pulled him up out of his car and made him take him to the meet and then he gave him a guy he gave him a loaded weapon and turned his back and just walked away after robbing him and he just knew nothing was gonna happen to him so that's just classic Tommy the ego the uh the cockiness it, it, it is a reason why you know he's a fan favorite people just love his everything about him they like that cockiness they like his demeanor. And um, he, they definitely delivered in this particular episode. Indeed, indeed. Uh, we get a quick, a little quick back and forth between uh, Gennard and Diamond. Um, only re- the only reason I really brought this up was because, you know, we're still trying to figure out who Diamond is um, and, like, you know, get some insight into his character. And uh, he actually offers to, you know, like, help him look for Tommy, you know, uh, which I was like, that's... A little on the interesting side, considering you just got out. But also, I think it's sort of this sort of thing where it's just like my brother almost got got, mm-hmm. um, and to a degree got robbed. So let's try and let's try and fix this at the very least. Uh, we get what what I'm trying to think. Oh, we get Tommy doing some research, and you know this is him being getting connected with the turf that he's on. Which you would think that would be something you do beforehand, before you start beforehand. robbing people, right? Um, but we also throughout this episode that we see that Tommy, you know, because we we can't make him a full on monster. Uh, there has to be a little bit of heartstrings to be tugged. And um, initially, when this when the episode begins, he's looking for a woman who used to live in a house in the back of a picture that he had. Uh, we come to find out that this woman is named Miriam. And is his grandmother, um, which is a nice little touch. Um, and then we find out that Tommy has a brother and he's black. <laughs> yeah, that so, came out of nowhere. Yeah, super left field. Uh, Kate was, you know, doing her thing. She ran with one son and pretty much abandoned the other one. Yeah. So I'm assuming uh, what this guy think has about to be that? older because Tommy doesn't have any recollection of him. So right. She had to have had the, the black son first and then had Tommy along at some point and then she just left. But but they she, because 
for one, I didn't know that Kate was ever even in the Chicago area. They didn't really make that known in the first series. But at some point, she had to be in Chicago and have had two kids. And for some reason, she left. And I can't remember his name. Um, I don't know his name. Uh, the Black Son. Sorry. Sorry, they, dude. That, that's the crazy part. I don't think they ever said his name. Like, which is wild to me. Like, I don't think they ever gave this dude a name. Yeah. So, I mean, so this was like a, a, a weird twist that I didn't see coming. That all of a sudden, Tommy has a black son. Not black son, a black brother, um, and I, I'm curious to see how it was because Tommy, at first, went out of his way to ask for the guy's number, but then he later throws it away, like the guy had asked him or was bothering him about it. Um, but he does dig it out, and I think he realizes that he doesn't have anybody left. Uh, he, he disowned his mother, like he told his brother, "She's dead to me." Uh, his best friend is dead. Uh, anybody he was connected to in New York, all his love interests are all gone. Um, so I think his grandmother clearly. Hasn't, he hasn't seen her since she was four years old, and then unfortunately she also has like dementia or some type of Alzheimer's, because uh, she doesn't seem to recognize the world around her, even though she did briefly seem to recognize him. Uh, so I think he was all intent on just letting it all go, but I think he feels some type of connection to this brother, even though this is a guy he just met, because that's all he has in the way of family. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm curious to see what they do with this brother, because at first I thought the brother they was gonna make the brother like a street dude. But it doesn't appear to be that way from the way the brother reacted to him having the gun. Or, or I think he asked him, why do you have a gun or why you hold it? Um, so what, what do you think the long-term plan is for that? Um, I think he's going to be his his connection to some sort of family and loyalty. Um, he, I, I don't, I don't, I, well, we don't know anything about the dude, so we don't know if he's into anything. But like, I think he's going to be his, his sense of grounding. Um because right now he's got no one. He's got nothing. Um, he's disowned his mother. His best friend slash brother is dead, mm -hmm. killed by his nephew, his, well, his godson. Um, he wants to kill Tasha. Uh, you know, he can't go back to Cash. Keisha's dead. Raina's dead. Um, it, he he probably never cared about Yaz because mm -hmm. he was in that era of people who <laughs> didn't care about Yaz. He'd be surprised that she could probably dunk on him now. Um but yeah, I think he's going to be his sense of his, his, his tether to something normal, right? Even though it's going to be a very thin string, uh, he's going to, I think he's going to be the guy that Tommy looks to, um, outside of the, the girl from the bar glow. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't think they gave, I don't think they gave him a name yet, which is a little, it's a little reckless. Um, he's the black Egan, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, uh, very interesting turn of events. I wasn't expecting them to throw a, a half brother at him. Um, so from there we get, we get a really nice scene between, and I forgot what their, their last names are, but the Gennard and Diamond. And, um, we see that Gennard looked out, he looked out heavy for his brother. Um, they, they apparently owned a barber shop and, you know, with barber shops, you know, you got to pay rent to the building uh while he was in Gennard just went and bought the whole building which big move and that's a real stand-up move especially to do for your brother he I think is if i read the thing correctly his brother was in for 15 years yeah they did say that um but we also get a little quick conversation where we kind of it seems like we get a little bit of insight to diamond's mind frame where it's like he wants to go legit and he doesn't want to kill he doesn't want to hurt people anymore um which is normal um, but like, I also, I also feel like it's an, an overused trope 
Mm-hmm. Um, I almost feel like it doesn't need to be. It's always like declared when someone gets out of jail in a TV show or a movie. Like they have to make this big declaration. Like I almost kind of wish it would just be assumed, you know. Yeah. Um, but granted, you 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 don't get the pull the push and pull because if it's assumed, you don't know if the the other person is gonna either just go along with it or if they're gonna try to pull them back into it. Right. Uh, and I think that's what they kind of building. I think that's the kind yeah. of attention they building. This one is down is like uh, he starts talking about, hey, I don't want to hurt people, I don't want to kill nobody else, uh, and his brother's like, you know, kind of listening to it, but also kind of like, mm, you know, we got business to handle. It's not really the time or place for it. Because he kind of, instead of getting involved in the conversation, he kind of shut it down. Uh, but it also kind of gets into where is Diamond's mindset going forward? Because in the earlier scene, you, you he was so he was quick to say, let's go, you know, kind of track Tommy down. Um, so, so I'm confused as to how involved he wants to be with CBI moving forward. And is he going to be content with them di- still dibbling in the street activity, but no, maybe less violence? Or is he trying to remove them from the street thing fully? Um, cause I think while he, he, you know, he, he, he's in the barbershop, I don't think he's content with just being a barber. I think he still likes the power and the authority that comes with being the head of a criminal organization, but maybe he just wants to kind of retool it. Um, but from his brother's point of view, it seems his brother just wants to be business as usual. You know, we do what we got to do to get this money and we're going to let it play out the way it's going to play out. So it's right. going to be an inter- uh, interesting dynamic with them moving forward. Right. And it, it always, that's the only reason why, like, I never, I kind of get over that. I get a little tired of that trope. Um, because as we've seen in this scene and in, you know, book two, it's like, it's always, it's always interesting that the person that gets out, that was the head expects everything to grind to a stop because they're a changed person Mm -hmm. or in Monet's case, go right back to the way things were. Um, because, you know, you see him and he's talking about how he's a changed man. He doesn't want to hurt people anymore, which is understandable. And you go to jail to hopefully change. Um, but like, I hate the, 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 the writing of him saying that means that everyone else involved with CBI is now grinding to a halt and doing what he's saying. Um, which I was like, that always, that's always like instant conflict because his brother, he was hearing him, but also like, I've been out here doing this. And now because you're out, you want to go in a completely different direction when you haven't been in charge of this organization in about 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're all, we're going to get the, 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 you know, the inevitable push and pull on that. Um, but one of the main things is that I took away from it was that it ends with him saying that I'm a changed man. And this gives way to Tommy's scene where, like you said earlier, you know, he, he's looking at the number from his, his now, his newly uh, acquired brother. And what he initially does is write up the Tommy playbook. He just balls it up and throws it away. He didn't even have the name on it. He didn't write a name on it mm-hmm. um, because I paused it and I looked at it. <laughs> he didn't write a name on it. So, but is Tommy a changed man? Because he actually goes, he's having that, 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 that thing where he's like, okay, I can't, you know, be out here alone. Like he does crave connection. Um, and at the moment, this is the connection to his, to his grandmother because no named black brother um, has been visiting their grandmother. So he's the one that knows about her because she can't really, she obviously can't really express it to him. Mm-hmm. So like he can't, he can't throw that connection away. So that, that kind of feeds into the question of his Tommy uh, changing as a person. 
Yeah, and I think it also ties into the fact that he, I think he was intent on just leaving town. Like he had made the deal. I mean, he had robbed yeah. those guys. He had come up with a little bit of money, but he his plan was still to go to L.A. Um, but I think this was a, another reason for him to hang around. Um, and like I said, he has no family, so it's good to see that he he hasn't given up on any human connection. He still is open to it, uh, and then we'll see how long. You know, t- Tommy is open to a lot of stuff usually. But he his his anger and his temper normally ends up making so he can't have long term relationships. So we'll see how it goes with his half brother. He is. Yep. Speaking of new relationships, uh, Diamond is visited by what I'm assuming is possibly a crooked cop. Um, some random black dude just kind of walks in, casually and comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't introduce himself. He just kind of you know makes his presence felt. Um, so. Yeah, I thought that was thought that was interesting. Um, we'll see what comes of this guy because you know he lifts up his his jacket to get his phone, and you see like a badge. Um, any any thoughts on that? No, I think this is because like I said, they don't really explain who he is. You don't know if he's like, and they don't really explain how how Diamond uh, got out. Is he just like did his fifteen years? Is he on probation? Is he like uh, on parole or whatever it may be? Because that's what I was thinking at first. I thought it was maybe like a parole officer that was just kind of like checking up on him. Uh, but they don't really give a do a job as to, we know he's in law enforcement, but they don't really do a good job of explaining to what exactly his role is and what he wants from Diamond. Um, other than to say you're the new owner and kind of kind of rap with him about that. So it's just kind of, I guess, something that's going to be the dynamic of the show. Like I said, the show is Tommy driven, but I think they really want us to have some other strong supporting characters. And uh, Diamond had no interactions with Tommy, but he was still somebody who I took interest in throughout the course of the series. So I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with him long term definitely going to be interesting so uh, we get the the episode kind of tailing off with uh the the consequences of tommy's actions ca- catching up to him um a lot sooner than it had in the flagship show mm-hmm. where uh he's out just in the street i'm confused what is he doing in chicago like, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. have a place to stay he's just kind of driving around randomly this was like the longest day ever mm-hmm. like and i think because i i believe that's kind of how it went down was like he was there for like maybe 48 hours at most. Um, and that 48 is being generous. Um, but yeah, he, he gets scooped up by a sea of escalades and, uh, a voice of reason guy, but the shoddy pretty much like you, you should have left. I, I told you, like I gave you your out. Also and, the cra- uh, real quick, the craziness of this is four big black escalades, Guys pop out with all types of assault weapons in the middle of busy downtown Chicago. And, like, I hate how they do this stuff that makes no sense in the real world. You wouldn't be able to pull up on somebody with all these guns drawn on them in the middle of a busy city like Chicago and not anybody see it. Like, no cops are around. No nothing is around. It just makes me... I know it's a TV show. We can't... We, you know, we got to suspend our disbelief, but make it make a little bit more realistic sense. Let him be right. coming out the bar and they grab him up and they take him away. But to pull him over in the middle of the city with four trucks with armed assault rifles and shotguns, eh, far-fetched. So we get him getting his first face-to-face with uh, Father Flynn. So uh, dramatic, man. Like, is, is he, like, waiting at the bottom of the steps since they know he comes up so he can make this dramatic interest? They got a, they got a, they got an aisle full of heat lamps. Yeah. Like, you could have did this inside. Yeah. <laughs> You could have easily done this inside. Like, I, it's, it's Chicago. You know, Chicago is notoriously cold during the winter. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, 
Just go inside. Yeah. Um, one thing, real quick, man. The one thing that, that this show, I love, I love, like Chicago's one of my favorite cities to visit. I got to go back to Chicago. This thing made me want to go back to Chicago so bad with all the, uh, just the opening shot scenes of the different skylines and the different areas. I was like, I got to get back to Chicago when it starts getting warm. Some some point in 2022, I got to make it to Chicago again. Uh, yeah, just because I miss the city. And that, this 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 show really made me miss the city. So, just a real quick, sorry about that. Go ahead. Nah, it's good. That's what's up. So, um, we get a quick, you know, conversation. Tommy gives back what he took. Um, and, again, this is where it, you know, it's a little, it was a little awkward, but, like, it's just like, why is Tommy kind of dragging his feet to get to L.A.? Because um, he asks him, like, you know, where are you headed? And he's like, I'm heading out west. And I was like, well, when do you need to be there? And he's like, I'm not in any rush. And I'm like, you just told dude that she was on the way. Like, I thought the whole, like, the urgency, it, the urgency was lost in I mean, this episode. He was already a day late, though. Because that's why yeah, Ron Carter like, called him. So he, I, I think he, when he left New York, he didn't really, ha- I'm like, he had this plan, okay, go to LA, work with a new connect. But I don't think he was really fully committed to it. And I think the course of his random stop in Chicago gave him a new direction in life. But, okay. And honestly, we might as well, because that's where the episode ends. We might as well get right into it. Um, it pretty much ends with Tommy just saying, never mind. I'm not coming to LA, which it it left that left like a weird, like a very bad taste in my mouth. I was like, what? Like, why? Because up until this point, you can make the argument. And I'm only I'm only coming to this realization as I'm talking about it, because I I didn't. This was the furthest thing from my mind while watching it Mm -hmm. was like, okay, does he want to, you know, maybe establish a connection with clearly he's not he does not care about establishing a connection with his brother but more so his grandmother but i was like no this is this is them kind of kind of reverting him back to just hothead like strictly hothead tommy mm-hmm. like this this big bad man told me to pretty much get out of his town and nobody tells me what to do so i'm gonna burn my connection in la and i'm just gonna stay here with nowhere to stay um no real plan and I'm just I'm just going to stay here because I pissed off a lot of people. And I don't you know, if people are going to be pissed off at me, I'm going to be the one with the last laugh and I'm going to kill them or I'm going to come out on top. Like it it was the weirdest motivational switch I've ever seen. And I was like, you got to do you got to do better, especially if you're going to betray some of the growth that you had with the character um, in previous previous episodes. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I mean, it, it didn't really make sense because uh, it was supposed to be just like a quick stop through. Um, but they, they made it seem like he just made a high head decision. The guy basically said, you know, I'm, I think he told him something about your boss or don't talk to your boss like this. And Tom was like, well, I'm, nobody's my boss. And I think a big part of it is that he doesn't like to be told what to do. I think he thinks he spent so much time listening to Ghost or even though him and Ghost are supposed to be partners. Ghost is really like the boss him that he just doesn't want to work for anybody else. I, 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 like you said, we learned in this. I mean, like we talked about earlier, he hates any type of challenge. And even though the Flynn family basically told him leave town, and they just had him to the point where they could have killed him easily, but they didn't, and they were giving him this one pass. Tommy don't take well to just uh, any type of challenge. So I, I don't know how. I don't know what his plan is going to be. I don't know if he's going to try to work with them, be an enemy, or whatever it may be. But um, I think it's going to be a fun ride to at least figure out what's going to happen. 
uh, like I said, I think this episode was not like some type of fantastic episode that like really, really pulled me in. Um, but I don't, I never really expected from a pilot, uh, but it was a strong episode. It gave us a lot of what we love about the character. Um, and I'm trying to see, and I, I will be interested to see if they can kind of keep this, uh, and maintain this for a full season or, or, or if Tommy has enough juice to carry a whole show, uh, because Tommy was always great in his roles, but he was never really the, the full star of the show. No, it was always ghosts. Tommy was always just kind of like in bits and pieces here and there. So I don't know if he, I'm, I'm curious to see if he got enough juice to carry a show on his own. What, what do you expect kind of moving forward? Uh, kind of the same thing. Like they, they're going to have to give me some growth with the character or otherwise this isn't going to, you know, last. It's not going to last. Like people love Tommy, but like you gotta, you gotta give us a decent show. Like it can't all just be like weekly shenanigans. Um, for the hell of it like i don't i'm i'm struggling to find a like a decent direction i mean granted like you said it is the pilot um but as a pilot i feel like i feel like they could have done a little bit more with the world building just a bit mm -hmm. um but like the it's it was just something about the the everything we knew up to this point was tommy's gonna you know he's supposed to head out west and you know have adventures and shenanigans out there and be part of you know a new gang or whatever and when you start seeing the previews it's like okay chicago they're and it's like they're not really painting it, it, it they kind of painted it as like almost like he's just gonna like do do wild shit on his way to la um and then the episode ends with on second thought i'm not going to california anymore i'm just gonna stay here mm -hmm. and wreak, wreak havoc like i i should be able to set up a comfortable little operation in empire here i've only been in here for you know 48 hours but surely that's enough time to you know plant my feet and take over this place because that's how it felt yeah and i was just like you got to rein that in or it's just going to be like this, this might mess around and be like a one-off or because people you know we all love the tommy shenanigans but it's like you there's got to be there's got to be more substance to it at some point mm -hmm. i agree so, so. I'm I'm interested to see what they do with this guy long term, because uh, like I said, if it's just weekly shenanigans or just weekly wise cracks, but they don't really build anything, then I don't know if I'm gonna be uh, long term committed to it. And, and just because we started with with a recap does not mean we are committed to it forever. If the show gets that we don't enjoy it anymore, the recaps will stop. Just for warning. Indeed. Indeed. All right, folks, so let us know what you guys think. As always, like, comment, share, subscribe. We're going to go through this, at least this initial journey together. Um, you know where to find us. I, of course, am, as always, one half of your host, Triple D, and with me, as always, is Carlos D. And we'll see you guys next time.